Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Being a real estate agent is selling yourself. So you have to go and get the business and ask for the business, just like as if you were selling clothing or insurance whatever else, you still have to go out and sell yourself. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try SmartMove Tenant Screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with SmartMove's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Monica Neubauer. How are you doing, Monica? Hey, I'm great. Nice to be with you, Joe. Yeah, nice to have you on the show and a little bit about Monica. She's been a real estate agent since 2002. She's the host of Center for Realtor Development Podcast with NAR. She owns two rental properties and has helped more than a dozen investors buy or sell investment properties based in Franklin, Tennessee. So with that being said, Monica, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Well... My current focus is actually 
helping agents improve their businesses by helping their clients better. So I do do a lot of speaking and training about that topic. And one of the things that I love telling agents and giving them the opportunity to learn about is actually investing in real estate mm-hmm. because agents, they're around that all the time. And I think it's a great investment. You know, you mentioned I have two properties and just a little bit about why do I just have two or why don't I have more in this industry when I have the opportunity? And for myself, my husband and I have been more financially conservative. And so we have bought as we've had the money. So like we buy our first home that we live in, it's almost paid off. We save money, we buy rental properties and we buy them with a short mortgage Mm because our goal is retirement focused for our investment properties. And I just think all real estate agents, because they're in the industry, should be looking at buying or selling real estate themselves for their own purposes. So that's just one of the things I'm passionate about now, among others. (laughs) All right. And when you say you buy properties with a short mortgage, how short are you talking? Well, I have one on a 15 and one on a 20. Okay, cool. In that case, young enough to kind of look ahead and say, "Mm, how many years do I have here? Being attentive to it. And I put all my money towards getting it paid off. Okay, so you do extra payments or pay off more per month than what the mortgage is. Right. Okay. So your primary focus is, I believe you said, helping agents help their clients, right? So you help agents. All right. So what are some things that you tell agents to help them perform better? Well, agents need to be running their real estate business like a business. And in that, while it's perfectly fine to sell real estate generally to anybody who wants to buy or sell in any location within an hour of your house. That doesn't help agents hone into what they're really good at. So when I'm teaching and speaking with agents, I like to encourage them to look at their business as a business. What can they be really expert in? Is it their town? Is it a niche in equestrian properties, residential properties, neighborhoods, or investment properties? What are they really good at and what do they want to keep doing? Okay. And when you say run their business like a business, other than identifying what they're an expert in, what are some other examples or ways that would play out to run your business like a a business and not a hobby? Well, it's spending time in it every day for one. When we focus on it as a business, that means coming to work, focusing on it, learning what's so important about it. It's about keeping up with your finances, recognizing profit and where's profit and what's the long-term game. So I want them to be in the market all the time. If it's your full-time job, be in the market, be out there learning about the new construction that's happening in the area, be reading up on what are the current new listings on the market going to classes, going to your office meetings and learning new things because the market is shifting and the industry is shifting. There's so much change going on in real estate and investing as well. We're seeing international buyers. I mean, there's just so much to learn that I want to see people taking that with purpose. What's my purpose? Where do I want to go? How do I want to get there? And what's the way to get me there? And when you mention what can you be an expert in, you gave some good examples of different areas of expertise like certain neighborhood or a certain niche like equestrian homes. I should know this, but I know equestrian are horses, right? But what are equestrian homes? I should know this, but sorry for the ignorance. Well, equestrian homes, especially those in 
areas that like Tennessee, Kentucky, sure. even Colorado, they usually have property and we want to know about if it's fenced and does it have a barn on it? Does it have a stable? So you care actually about the quality of the grass. So those are kind of things that I've learned being involved occasionally. I'm not an equestrian specialist, but in our area, we have agents who are niche in condos. Like there's some agents who just specialize in condos around the universities in Nashville. There are some who do the high-rise condo buildings. There are some who do land or rural land or rural land for development. Those are a few of the niches that people easily get into. But then you could also look at people's need niches. Some people love animals. So build your business around your love for dogs and cats and network with other people who love animals as well and what's available in the community. So it can be either a housing niche or a personality niche. And when it's the personality one, will you elaborate on how that plays out from a business standpoint? It plays out in kind of who you spend time with. If you have somebody who has pets, their housing style may not be the same, but when people have pets that are really important to them, they like to be with people who respect their love for their animals. And they're going to talk to them about where to find a good vet and where the dog parks and have conversation like that. And that becomes that core for community with the realtor and the seller or buyer, which is so important because when you're spending all that time together, you want to have some camaraderie and some rapport. So you have things like the animals. For a while there, my husband and I had a Harley Davidson motorcycle and we rode motorcycles and I just enjoyed hanging out with those people so much for that season and worked with a number of them. And that is a particularly loyal group. And they enjoy working with other people who have the same hobby. Because mm -hmm. then I could tell them about what are the great roads to ride on? What are the great towns to go visit? So for them, it was not so much my niche specialty in a house, but it was tell me how I can live my lifestyle in your area. Sure. That's a really helpful example because... That certainly could be applied to any investor, whether they're a real estate agent or not. If you're looking for capital for your business, then focus on what you enjoy already and then go get involved in the community and build a group of people around that thing you all collectively enjoy. And then it's likely you'll get some customers or clients as a result of that, right? Well, totally right. And I was listening to one of your podcasts today, actually, with Theo. You were talking about being intentional about networking with people who could be investors. And when you're in real estate, honestly, the world is your potential client. Anybody could potentially be someone who would buy or sell property. But that doesn't mean we necessarily want to or can focus on the whole world. As in every industry, we have to focus on where we can meet the people and who are the customers that we want to serve. And so that comes into whether you're in a Harley group or you're in a running group or you're in a mom's group, whatever your group is where you're connecting with people, you as a real estate agent can present that for the owner purchase and sale or introducing them to investors. A number of the investors that I've worked with were first-time investors. So I would talk to them about buying an investment or you're leaving your first home. Why don't you try and keep your first home mm -hmm. if you can afford to when you buy your second home? So I have loved teaching people how to invest in real estate just in the normal course of the people that I serve. Have you worked with first-time investors as well as investors who have purchased multiple properties? Yes. What are some questions that 
people who are investing for the first time ask that people who are investing in multiple times do not ask? Well, I found that the first time investor buyers, they have, as you mentioned, there are so many questions. They are concerned about renting it and how hard is it going to be to rent it. And it kind of depends on if they've had some training. If you have somebody who's taken some classes or read some books, they have a little bit more information and tend to ask better questions. But when you first start talking to them about it, they'd like to see how does the money pan out. So it's good to have a spreadsheet that you have one that's a template to show them. But it's also about, should I manage it myself? Should I get a property manager? What's involved in getting a tenant in my place? Do I need to run a credit report? How do I do that? And then they also want to know about a lease. If I'm working with them, will I help them with a lease or do they need to do that somewhere else? Those kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy working with first-time investors? I do because I'm a teacher. So Mm -hmm. I love to see people grow in something new. So I do. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And it's probably rewarding as they come back for number two, number three, and number four that you've helped them along through the process, right? Right. And giving them some vision for something new and help them believe that they could do something that maybe they didn't think they could do or they were afraid of it. And occasionally they don't love it. And then they come back and they need to sell the property or they're done or they have a bad tenant or whatever. But I've never had them regret it. They still learned something. It was still interesting or they were glad they tried it. Mm-hmm. And from a teaching or development standpoint, when you work with agents, you talked about running your business like a business and what can you be an expert in? What's something else that you talk to agents about? Well, a lot of people come into real estate and they think about it as, I'm going to start a a second career. Either they might be older in their lives or they might want to have a little extra money. So they do it like a side hustle, which that's a little concerning to me because there's so much involved. So people don't always think about where to get the business. They kind of think they're going to talk about it amongst their friends and they're just going to start helping people and it's just going to fall into place. But being a real estate agent is selling yourself. So you have to go and get the business and ask for the business, just like as if you were selling clothing or insurance, whatever else, you still have to go out and sell yourself. So a lot of agents struggle with the habit of building up that communication with potential buyers and sellers and providing value in the marketplace so that when they have somebody who wants to buy or sell, that they will contact them. Just being in touch and providing value. So we talk a lot about that and encouraging people to write blogs or take good photographs and connect on social media, just to be always providing relevant and interesting real estate information to people so that when they have a real estate need, they'll call you because they know you know what you're doing. Sure. And any tactical things you recommend to act on that advice? Well, I do have a few tactical things. <laughs> there, there, are, there are so many ways. And, and I would say once you decide, okay, I need to make a plan to get business. That's really where people need to start with is me just hoping it's going to fall out of the sky is not a plan. As the author, I think there's a book, Hope is Not a Strategy. Well, that fits in this situation. They need to make a plan. Are they going to be calling people and having conversations on the phone? Do they want to send out information via an email list or provide market data, maybe on social media? 
they need to decide some way to communicate out into the community. And what is that going to be? What's a social media network that they love being involved with? Mm -hmm. Or are they on a neighborhood HOA board? Where are they already involved with that they can provide value? Is that an email newsletter list to that group? Or can they sponsor something where they can provide information? Can they start writing a blog and share the blog and relevant market information on their Facebook page? Do they love taking photos? Maybe they can build an Instagram account and have photos of their neighborhood or favorite house styles that they like. So I know some agents will do regular happy hour events and invite past clients or friends to come and network and connect with other people. And it's sponsored by the real estate agent. So it just keeps her there front of mind and always meeting with people, but she's providing value by encouraging this networking with people who want to meet other people, which is especially relevant when you have new buyers who move into town. Oh yeah. Yep. Very helpful. Yep. Based on your experience as a real estate agent and also an investor, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? My best advice ever. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I, I think my best advice ever is to make sure you as an investor know what you're getting into. I would love it if every investor had a great network, a real estate investors network, and a great agent that they trusted who really were helping you and looking out for your best interests. But the fact of the matter is, is that an investor, it's still their own money. They're going to be the owner of the house. They're going to be doing the repairs or they're going to be hiring the property manager. So an investor needs to keep educating themselves about the process. Where's the money going? What are the legal things? What are the landlord laws in my state? We have so many people ask us, and this is more from a buyer perspective, even though it's an investor niche, about what about those pre-foreclosures? Well, pre-foreclosures are complicated things for people who don't know what they're doing, but investors who really dig in and learn it and know what they're buying, it can be a really great thing. But if they're relying on a real estate agent who hasn't been trained in that, that could end up costing them money. Sure. My best advice to investors would be to keep reading books, keep learning, go and talk to people at the county government office. If you're going to take this seriously, either keep it really simple, like I've done, maybe like a buy and hold and just kind of let it appreciate over time and keep putting that money in your savings account as they pay down your mortgage. And if you're even more conservative than me, you can get a property manager. It's out of town, get a property manager. That's kind of the simplest way to do it. But if you want to get more involved, and I know that you teach a lot of your investors that how to get more involved and have their own businesses digging in with it, then they need to learn. They need to learn construction things. If your contractor's over there, learn some things from him or her because you might need to step up and help them sometime when you get in a hurry. So just keep learning. If this is your business, this is your industry, it's your money on the line, learn it. Yep. And treating it like a business and just becoming not a human being, right? Always becoming something else. Well, maybe it's one of those times to not so be a human being. This is be a human doing in your business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just like being a realtor, being an investor, if you're building it as a business, think about the income, the expenses. How can you improve yourself? They go together. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, okay. A lightning round. I'm ready. <laughs> 
All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net. Okay, best ever book you've recently read? Oh, I'm reading High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard right now to tweak some of my habits. Good stuff. It is good stuff. I'm having to kind of dig in because I know some of it. I've got some of it going on, but I'm really getting some great reminders. He's given a couple of really good tips that I haven't heard before. One of my favorites I'm trying to practice is the transition mentality. What's that? Well, I work in my house, which is fabulous. But what happens when I'm done working and I just go in for dinner and go into my family part of my house? Am I taking any mind space to make a shift? Or am I bringing my work attitude with me? So it's that transition mindset so I can be where I am in the moment, right where I need to be. Oh, that's something I need to be better at as well. I might check that out. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction in real estate? I'm thinking of a situation where the negotiations took a strange bent and... And, you know, it just kind of something came up that was unexpected. And what? It been, well, it was a negotiation and the other agent had something that was not in the contract that needed to be. And at the last minute, her client was like, well, I want this. Well, she hadn't, <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't put it in. And so it wasn't there. And her approach to me was, that's where the kind of the strange part came in. She was saying, well, this isn't done and this isn't done, which are things that are not contractual. So it was kind of an assault on me is what it was. Yeah. And Yet, what she needed really wasn't difficult. My client could do it. It wasn't a problem. But I got my own backup. I was upset because... Yeah, the approach she took. Right. She didn't approach me with a genuine, oh, we've got this issue. It's important to my client. What can we do? So not only did she not bring solutions, she didn't come with (laughs) a cooperative attitude of, is there a way we can fix this? What can we do? Yep. So what was the mistake? Well, the mistake was the client had wanted some extra days after closing. And when we had created the second backup contract, it wasn't in there. And they wanted their extra days after closing for possession. And it really was easy for my buyer to do it. But the problem was, well, I mean, she had her problems in that. But my own problem that I have to own was I got upset on behalf of my client, even though my client wasn't upset. Okay. People need to remember that the real estate agents in the transaction have agendas. They shouldn't. They should be neutral negotiators. But we have to remember that we're all people, and there's a lot of people in the negotiation. What's the best ever deal you've done, whether it's with a client or one of your own? Oh, the best ever deal I've ever done. I'm actually in a transaction right now that I believe is going to go good. And I'll tell you what makes a good transaction. The ones that come to mind as far as good, it's where everybody has a willingness to do something to help the transaction move forward. 
It's just like me getting my back up was that really bad thing that I had done and that many of us tend to do. The opposite is true. It's when everybody can come into a transaction with a cooperative attitude. I'm not going to dig in my heels. Those make the best transactions. Best ever way you like to give back. Oh, well, one of the things that I like to do to give back, because I'm a speaker, I like to speak on behalf of organizations who need a speaker. Like even just today, I was working on an upcoming presentation I'm doing for End Slavery Tennessee, which is a human trafficking organization. They work to educate and help reintroduce survivors back into a healthy environment in Middle Tennessee, and I'm doing a speaking session for them to eighth graders. How exciting is that to be able to talk to young people about such an important message? Yep. And how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? Well, they can listen to the podcast if they have an interest in real estate outside of investing. It's for realtors, but it's about real estate, just living in the industry at crdpodcast.com, or you can find me at monicanewbauer.com. Monica, thank you for being on the show, talking about some things that real estate agents should know or should hone one or the other, and also talking about your approach for how you too are continually learning and developing as you go. So some really good things here. Thank you so much, Monica, for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Joe. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email That's toughdecisions.net.